Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, The Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, Organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc., You don't know what to expect, but now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies, and now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and (laughs) my, um, (laughs) which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, Me Undies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com slash roses. That's meundies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. Me Undies, comfort from the outside in. 
It's the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. This is the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues 2023. I'm going to be saying that all year long. And today is Monday. <laughs> so you know what that means. Supporting the year 2023. Clues is on board with the calendar this year. And today is January 6th. It'll be the ninth when you're listening to this, which is a Monday, which means this is going to be a Digging Deeper. We're going to cull through all of the most important podcasts within the nation, or rather, Dark Seeker has already done that and provided us with a smorgasbord of clips that you need to hear. These are the most important things that were said on all of the most important podcasts from within the nation. We've got clips from Clickbait, of course. We've got clips from a brand new podcast called Your Mom and Dad. This is Jess Ambrose new podcast with her husband, Evan, and their first guest was Elise Delbaum. And then we've got a host of nine clips to finish out this episode that are all incredibly important. They come from the same podcast, Almost Famous, In-Depth, with Justin Glaze and guest host, Andrew Spencer. Glaze and Spencer, at the behest of Aya Kennedy in all of these clips, break down their experience on this most recent season of Bachelor in Paradise, which we all know is a disaster. They get really in the weeds about what happened with Teddy Wright. Yes, we love the weeds. <laughs> their interactions with producers. They talk about why Eckerd and Shawcross might have been chosen as Bachelor over, mm. let's say, anyone from any of their seasons. Rodney Matthews, Glaze himself, Spencer. Spencer discusses a little bit about how maybe he was in the running to be Bachelor at one point, and that idea might have been floated out to him. All of this is going to be discussed in all of these clips, and Oof. we are going to go through them. Yeah, I know. It's a lot. Um, Beast. But uh, let's get to it, Pace Case. This is... Digging Deeper. All right. We're kicking off this Digging Deeper with an old favorite, Clickbait. This is from an episode that aired on January 5th. And in this episode, Susie Evans is the guest. Oh, sorry. No, Susie Evans is the guest host. And the guest is Tia Booth. But in this clip, Mm -hmm. Grocery discusses people being judgmental. And he reveals the secret to true happiness. Here we go. I agree. I hate when people are judgmental and I hate when I'm judgmental. Um, mm. And I've I've gotten to a point in my life where I will catch when I am being judgy. And as soon as I'm like, okay, why are you doing you, – you're a much – you become a much happier person when you're not judging others. Yeah. Like, just bottom line. That, that's got to be mm. facts. Um, I agree. But, and I think yeah. I've, I've gotten better at that in my life, too, like where I just, yeah, I catch myself. Because, yeah, nobody's immune to it. But I try to understand that I, the bottom line is I just don't, I just don't understand sometimes. But it's better to not pass judgment. And I think, like, I hold my partners to, the, to that standard. So I'm like, I got to hold myself to it, too. And I think it's easier to do nowadays with social media. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think a big reason why people why the bachelor is a cult classic is people love to watch reality tv and judge Um, totally you know and it's fun to do and i get it (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god! Starting off with a bang. I know. This. I know. There's so much. In this. I don't even know where to begin. I feel like we should have split it into ten parts. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, first, first things first. Here we got grocery talking about how he doesn't like being judgy. I'm gonna just go back to Bachelor Paradise season seven. His entire season was him casting judgment on Brennan Rice, Piper James, Chris Conner, and Alana Milne, and using that judgment to then uh, at least pretend to kick them off the fucking beach. He was a professional judgmentalist. He was Judge Grocery. It's unreal. (laughs) (laughs) He dealt out to sentencing that was backed up by the disgruntled females. And how many times on clickbait have we heard him cast judgment on? But maybe this is the time he's talking about. Maybe this is his dark past of being a fast judge, perhaps. Now he's going more than Nick Vial route of the slow judgment. Grocery 2023 is the slow judge. Slow. It, it approaches an asymptote. You're going so slow that you never fully judge. Oh, I like that. He never gets to yeah. it. There's always half distance between where you are and the judgment and you just kind of keep yeah. going half, 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 half. You're just getting closer and closer to that judgment. <laughs> That's got to be facts. That's got to be facts. <laughs> that was one of my favorite parts of this. That's got to be facts. That phrase, that's got to be facts. He's clearly using something here from Aaron Clancy. Big facts mm-hmm. is Clancy's catchphrase. He, he made that ubiquitous across his season, uh, the most recent season, Bachelor in Paradise season eight. So now you've got Grocery absorbing the language. It was so powerful mm-hmm. on season eight that Grocery now takes it upon himself to use that language. I've seen other players use it too, usually in a, a more uh, overt homage to Clancy. They'll use it as a joke. Here, no no uh, credit is given. No homage. No indication that it is such. He's like, this is actually my thing. That's got to be facts. It's like restaurant. <laughs> The link, baby. And then he misidentifies The Bachelor as a cult classic. <laughs> That's not right. A cult classic. Cult media or cult classics, as he calls it, or things that have... Undiscovered. Yeah, they're, they're, they're smaller audiences that have very fervent fandom of the thing. That's what a cult classic is. The Bachelor has been a giant media juggernaut for at this point, 22 years going on, it wins every fucking Monday night in the ratings. This is not a cult classic. It is. It's like the NFL. It's rated best reality yeah. competition <laughs> show in all the award ceremonies. I love that. I think what he meant is the passion. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, it's as we talk about, it's the same as the NFL. But I think he meant like it's cult. It's culty, I think. He meant the nation. That's what he meant. Yeah, he's like, the cult of producers. That's what I was talking about. They're classic producers and they're in a cult. To me, that's what it is. (laughs) That's got to be facts. I I truly do think, though, that there's like a strange cult element to the producer class of this show. Where it's like, it's us against them. We have to keep our shit tight. We can never let our secrets out. We can never let them talk about our secrets. I mean... I've been watching so many documentaries about cults lately. There's so many secrets. So many secrets. And one of the the main functions of the cult is if somebody tries to leave the cult or talk about what goes on behind the scenes in the cult, that person gets shut the fuck down. That happens in Scientology. 500K. A 500K lawsuit. Exactly. Uh, Happens in Scientology. Happened in LuLaRoe. Happened in... uh, Just watched one about the... Fuck, I forget what it was called. One Taste. 
Did you see that one? I don't know. This is I, I, the true crime, the cult. Hey, I watched the Scientology one. Did you see Wild Wild Country? What was that? That was about a cult in Oregon. I think I might have. Anyway, I digress. I'm just saying, once you watch a lot of cult documentaries, which I have, I find uh-huh. them fascinating. <laughs> You start to see that The Bachelor is that. You love cult classics. I love cult classics. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that's what Grocery was talking about here. Uh, I think he just misunderstood. No, he says people love to watch reality TV and judge. That was like the thesis of this. And I I guess we do. Are we judges? I feel like we're more scorekeepers. Evaluator of play. This gets to a little bit of a bigger conversation about like, what are we actually watching here? For me, it's like a sport. I don't really, or at least I attempt to never cast a moralistic judgment on anything anyone is doing on screen because I know most of it's not real. Either the player themselves are like amping up a certain emotion or a certain uh, activity to convey something or the producers are editing it in a certain way that isn't real or whatever the case may be. I don't really ever say like, that's a bad person or I try not to, you know? No. Even if couples are going on sand, Mm -hmm. pretending they don't know each other. Yeah. When they might've been knowing each other for a while. No moralistic, (laughs) no moralistic judgments. I think I used to do it more when I first was watching the show. Definitely. And I think through the pit and going so deep into it, I've been like, oh, we can't. (laughs) <laughs> we can't cast aspersions on any. We're watching an entirely fictionalized thing. I mean, you can't even judge people from their social media. I agree. I totally agree. And I do think, though, and I mean, this is something that we talk about on the show quite often. What is the percentage of the Bachelor audience that believes it's real versus the percentage that's watching it with a more critical eye? I don't know the answer to that, but certainly some people think it's real. Real enough to send death threats to players and stuff like that. You know, that isn't me necessarily, but I do think he's right in that. There's a piece of this that I think for some of the fourth audience is pleasurable to be able to cast judgment moralistically on these players. To Basically, you want to hate your villains. And if you think those are real people, it's not like watching uh, Star Wars and being like, Darth Vader's a real asshole. You're thinking this person is real and the shit they're doing is real. Uh, and so, yeah, you will cast that judgment, I guess. But Nonetheless, thought this was an interesting clip in that grocery is basically saying, I try not to judge people. And we watched an entire fucking season of him carrying out judgment after judgment after judgment on players that had no control over that situation. The long arm of the grocery. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) moving on from the long arm of the grocery, we're now going to go into our next clip. This clip comes to us from your mom and dad again. This is Jess Ambrose's new podcast with her husband, Evan, and their guest was Elise Delbaum. This is from January 4th. In this clip, Elise Delbaum discusses one of the only things you can do in-game that producers cannot manipulate and producers and uh, players cannot influence. Here we go. And what would your advice be then for, because of course there's lots of different personalities and you never know who's going to, you know, you're meeting all different people. What about uh, advice for dealing with all sorts of different personalities in a confined space. This is going to sound a little bit silly unless you've been through this experience. Probably everyone to some degree journals during it because it's it's the one thing that's off limits to production 
it's also off limits. I think we all understand it's off limits to each other. I never saw that that would be disrespected. So you would have time here and there to just jot down your true and honest feelings about it and kind of process Buy a journal, buy three of them, <laughs> uh, because that is the only time that you're going to be able to sort through your thoughts, quote unquote, alone. You might have three people journaling around you, but that's really the only time that you're going to have to to not have other people's influence or them in your ear telling you how you feel about a situation. Now, let me ask you something. Do you uh-huh. think this is accurate? That they don't go through their journals? Yes. Mm. Like, are these those journals with the little locks on them and the key that only serve, you know, if you if you have the key, you can get into it and that's it. And the producers have a skeleton key for all of them. I don't know. But I just think there's no way they don't go through the journals. I mean, we have recommended a journal just to, you know, write about your love journey and keep track of it. But we've also generally recommended that you assume anybody is going to read it you have to you have to assume anybody's going to read it i think when you go into the show you have to you have to turn over your phone obviously and all devices i think you have to assume that the producers crack into your phone and read all your text messages and emails you have to assume these things (laughs) you have to i mean i would turn in a burner phone I would turn my burner and they'd be like, do you use this? I would be like, yes, the screen is cracked, but I need it for Pokemon Go. <laughs> this is my Pokemon Go phone. That, no, that's a, that would be a hard turn in for you. But this idea that there are these things that are off limits to the producers and that, you know, at least as Elise Delbaum was saying it, there's kind of an unwritten code amongst the players that they won't look in each other's journals. I think that's wrong. And we even have some evidence. I remember Raven Gates uh, this is maybe a couple of years ago. Wait, which part of it do you think is wrong? That you can trust the other players or the producers to not look through your shit. I mean, we just saw on on Bachelor in Paradise 8, and granted this was a manufactured situation, but nonetheless, what was conveyed to us was that players ransacked Sally Carson's fucking suitcase and threw her vibrator around. I mean, fuck, we were presented with the idea that Kira Magisto uses her fucking vibrator. We were presented with the idea that Caitlin Bristow and Tasha Adams went through every man's suitcase on The Bachelorette and found a bunch of papers, presumably a journal, and castrated Ryan Folders. Got him kicked off the show. Yeah, exactly. So you're telling me producers don't go through your shit? They don't look at your journals? They literally found this man's journals and had the hosts reading from them. I just, I don't know. Look, I'm we're we're opto twenty twenty three clues. You're right. They don't look at anything, nothing at all. But it is interesting this advice she gives that you should bring in a journal because that's when you're going to be able to write down your thoughts, really go through whatever's happening in the game. That to me is interesting. And like I was about to say, Raven Gates in uh, season 21, she essentially offered this as information. I, I don't know where she put this out, if it was on her social media. For, it wound up on Reddit at some point. I think she posted it on her Instagram story. You're right. I think it was on one of her Instagram stories. She traded in a page from her journal that contained a hardcore outline of all the different player factions and who was aligned with who. She traded in that information, the page. It was about people that liked Corinne or not, right? I I believe it was, yeah. Who was aligned against Corinne or not. She traded in that information for extra sleep. So, (laughs) 
let it be known that you can barter pages from these journals with the producers in order to have sleep so that you don't go insane from forced sleep deprivation, which is one of their most common tactics. When you put it in those terms, like this is a scenario in which you will be trading journal pages for sleep. It doesn't feel like it's a scenario in which people aren't going to go through your journals. (laughs) Yes, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I mean, I just don't think... And and again, this could be my own bias, my own judgment. Uh, Sorry, Grocery, Mm. to disappoint you. I try not to judge, but when I do, it's usually the producers. I think they will do anything to get what they believe is, in quotes, good TV. And if that is getting a little bit of intel by cracking open somebody's journal, like if you're out on a group date, let's say, you don't think they fucking send a producer into your room to rifle through your shit? I think they do. Or at least they might. You think they're rifling through their shit every time they're on a date? They just have PAs who just go through their stuff? Maybe it's Jesse Palmer. I don't know. Somebody's going through it, though. I don't know. Look. It is not (laughs) Dark Lord Palmer. You take that back. Let's end his contract. Also, you'll be responsible for rifling through the player's shit. That man, he's not rifling. He's he's practicing what to do with his hands. Yeah. He doesn't have time for rifling. Those hand maneuvers are him getting... Getting ready to like, it's an unzipping a duffel bag and flipping through a, a journal. It's a rifling warm up. Yeah, exactly. Gets the fingers limber. Oh my God. Look, I don't, I don't know. This is all uh, to some degree yes. jokes. I don't know if the producers go through anybody's journals, but I don't know that they don't. And I would not put that past them. That seems to me like something that is within their repertoire. I'm going to be opto and say, Elise Delbaum wouldn't steer us wrong. Okay, fair enough. Well, also, though, I mean, that's her experience. And that was back in season 23. A lot has changed since then. You had Alon Gale on that season, who, for my money, I'm not saying he was not manipulative. He definitely was. But he was kind of a master at it. He, I think, maintains more friendships with ex-players than probably any other producer, in quotes, friendships, whatever that means. But also, he was able to deliver these moments of like extreme manipulation, but also satisfying love stories. He was the architect of paradise. He contributed so much. And after that season, like they did the Sally Carson suitcase thing. You don't think those same producers are capable of just like going into your room and looking through your shit or the Ryan Fox folders like they, they are doing it. How did they know about the fucking Ryan Fox folders? I don't, they go through your shit. They have to go through your shit at least once, right? To check for drugs or phones. Yeah. Well, we may never know. But thank you, Elise Delbaum, for this crucial information about journaling. Now, we're going to move on. This is the main meat of this digging deeper. We got nine clips coming to us from the almost famous in-depth podcast with Justin Glaze, guest host Andrew Spencer, And of course, Aya Kennedy is at the helm of this. This is from uh, December 27th and December 29th, two podcasts in succession with all these same people in it. And these podcast clips that we're going to play shed light on BIP season eight in a way that we have not really heard. And so in this first clip, Glaze and Aya Kennedy are discussing (laughs) a certain piece of gore terminology. I think you might enjoy this one. Here we go. (laughs) If you want to hear that clip, 
and Pace Case and I react to it, as well as all the rest of the clips that are going to come from Andrew Spencer, Justin Glaze, and Ashley Ayakinetti, in which they're discussing intricate details of behind-the-scenes manipulations that producers pulled in BIP Season 8. If you want to listen to all that, you just go to patreon.com slash gameofroses. You join us in the bottom of the pit. You're going to get the rest of this episode of Digging Deeper. You're going to get every Digging Deeper we've ever done. You're going to get the Gore Back catalog, which is now available. That harkens all the way back to our first episode, which was... Uh, the middle of Hannah Brown season. We just decided to start doing it in like season six. You can listen to that and everything up to current. You're also going to get access to our Discord where you can issue forth your own screams in one minute or under audio clips that you upload to our Discord. And we play the best ones on our Twibbons and break them down. We've had some great ones already, even in the early phases of 2023. So we hope you will join us uh, very soon in the bottom of the pit. It's the pit can get it in and dig around in all this content it's the pit come on admit you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits it's the pit there's room enough to fit everyone who wants to come in it's the pit you can get it in Dig around in all this content It's the pit, come on, admit You wanna eat up all these tasty tidbits It's the pit, there's room enough to fit Everyone who wants to come in It's the pit have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.